This episode is brought to you by Alexander Mercury, Cyber Lady Z, and C. Thank you for being a patron. Enjoy the episode. I don't know. There has there has to be a podcast out there that that does food ASMR. Welcome to the McDonald's. Welcome to Mick Shitty's podcast where we eat and then we talk with our mouths full. No. I'm um, I'm getting less on board with this idea. Yeah. Also the like... name Mick Shitty's uh is very fun. I yeah. I would definitely I would definitely click on Mick Shitty's and see mm-hmm. what it was about, and then as soon as I learned what it was about, I would bounce. What would what what premise of McShitties would you? What, what if a podcast was was called McShitties? What would you want it to be about? I think I would want it to be like a fast food themed, like t- uh, actual play TTRPG show. Oh, okay. I was thinking when I first when I said that question out loud, my thought was to go into fast food restaurants, and. Um, only if totally consented to, just interview people there. Like... Interesting. So sorry, what you're, what you are, no, 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 no. So what you are implying, what you are saying with this idea, is that what it's an interview podcast with the background noise of a fast food joint. Yes. No. <laughs> That sounds so fun. The, the, the <laughs> editor in me is like, no, I would rather die. Yeah, it would be a loud podcast. It'd be so loud. And then you get fucking like, like the worst part of it would be fucking people calling out orders like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. number 27 is number 27 here. Hello. Oh it would be so funny if, like, part of McShitty's would be, like, depending on what number they call, you have to go to a certain segment. Like, if they call in the background number oh. 14, you're like, oh, it's time for segment number 14, where we dip a fry into whatever is in front of us. No. <laughs> also, because, like, it would be also, there'd be eating on the... on the. There would be, be eating. It is McShitty's. This, here's the fucking problem... Amy, is that this sounds like an auditory nightmare. It is. It is. I, 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 part of me is just like, it needs to be made just so that, like, we know what not to do. Like, yeah. Like, we just need, we need to get to the others, like, because, like, you know, we, we really try with our shows, we really try to, like, you know, get that, like, crisp audio fidelity as best we can. You know, we're, like, doing our best for audio quality and, like, getting rid of background noise and all of that. We need the opposite end of the spectrum. This is, this is going to be the new Mushroom Station podcast is a podcast that is bad intentionally. Yeah. I'm down. Um, I'm too busy. <laughs> if I wasn't... If I wasn't afraid of, like, having fucking audio equipment in a fast food restaurant, I would super do it. Yeah, and then you, you, you get cutaway segments where it's like, 
All right, and now we're going to put the microphone next to the fryer grease and just get that noise. Yes, here's our segment where um, the manager always asks us to leave because we're disturbing other customers. <laughs> <laughs> this episode happened so five sorry. minutes into the interview. Sorry, How, who's being interviewed? Is it just anybody? Is it just anybody who walks in the door? Um, I don't know. I think like maybe, yeah, maybe you go in and you just go up to somebody eating and say like, hey, can I interview you for my fast food podcast? Or it could be like, you know, you're planning on interviewing people and then you just decide to meet at a fast food restaurant for the interview. But, okay, so the, my favorite part about option one is that guaranteed the answer would be no. Like, yeah. from every single person, it would be like, hey, do you want to be interviewed for my fast food podcast? <laughs> and they're like, first off, who the fuck are you? Second <laughs> off, get the fuck out of my face. I'm here with my kids. Like, yeah, they just wanted yeah. a goddamn McFlurry. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that being the host of McShitties would take a lot of rejection. But honestly, for the people who would say yes, I'm sure you would have some interesting stories. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you would. And like, there's like a real like a part of me that is like, you know, in like that very like humans of New York vibe of just like, yes, getting like, like, you know, learning more about just like the people around us every day but also i don't know if a as much as i conceptually like that idea i think rather we should probably just be getting to, to know the people around us in real life and not rely on the podcast to do that so like well, maybe that's what the message of McShitties is. Maybe it's such a bad podcast that it influences others to be like, shit, I need to, like, interact with other people. <laughs> Sorry, the message of McShitties, the purpose of its existence is don't be like us. The yes! Message, the message of McShitties is do better. Yes, absolutely. It's like, um, it's like, oh. um, fucking Fight Club, I guess. And that, but of course, some yeah, people are going to take is, it the wrong way. This is the podcast equivalent of Fight Club. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, do we want to do the like actual podcast now, Amy? Yeah, are we I guess. Done? Are we done pitching McShitties? Yeah, I'm done pick pitching McShitties. I, I think. I think it's if a great if anybody pitch. if if anybody out there makes McShitties a real podcast. Uh, don't associate with us. <laughs> no, please, please just tell me if you do it. Yeah, tell us, tell us. And if anybody else it, wants, don't to let make anybody know that it was our idea. You can, you <laughs> can, you can, you can take credit. I encourage you to take credit for this one. Um, if you if you do McShitties and somebody, if you want to do McShitties and somebody else already did McShitties, then you can just call your podcast like McShitties too, and then you know after. after Wait, no, this is the podcasting revolution. Is that everyone listening starts their own McShitties podcast? <laughs> yes. Everyone, ev you are you listening right now? You are the host of McShitties. Jupiter, how would you feel if? Somebody made a podcast called Enchanting Aspects 2. <laughs> well, it, it'd be very, like, I think I'd be okay with it because I'm very in this, like, I've been really wanting to for, like, if I ever made a band, I would really want to call it Metallica 2. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, like, no, not same genre, no association, no, no covers, no nothing. It's like a fucking blues, bluegrass band or something. Yeah. But it's called Metallica 2. And, and like, I think that if, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be out there and you're gonna make enchanting aspects too, uh, uh, I, I am okay with it and I give you my permission if you make it not at all related to our show. <laughs> make it something okay. completely different. Make it something Although, please completely don't different. make it a true crime podcast. I do not yeah, want no, it to be a true crime don't, podcast. Don't make, don't make it a true crime podcast. Uh, uh, anything but that is pretty much okay. Um, uh, uh, this might blow up in our face later. <laughs> Probably will. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enchanting Aspects, uh, 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 like a fucking chit bag. We're... Uh, enchanting aspects classic yes um we we um appreciate the little things in art yeah and part of the podcast um uh-huh. the other part this, is this is bullshit. a 10 minute bit this is a 10 minute bit that we just did amy mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's that all guy. going before that's all going before the intro music amy no okay now it is Welcome to Enchanting Aspects. My name is Jupiter. My name is Amy. God damn it. <laughs> we are pushing the boundaries on what is a listenable podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we hardly can be listenable in any... Um, so... Yes, yes it's... <laughs> So, um, it's your turn this week first time it it is it is my turn to go first this time um and uh this is a did you say what the podcast is yeah we're appreciate the bitches in art yeah these (laughs) these fucking yes absolutely um uh 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 hey amy hey amy now it's my turn to go first this week, and you know what that means. It means you talk about Resident Evil 3 Remake again. <laughs> Not this time, bitch! What? Fuck. But it's coming up! It's coming up! God damn it. Um, you gotta space it out more. Give, give it some I'm... months like I do with Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I do have a different Resident Evil thing on my list, uh, but Jesus. we'll see. We'll see. I like Resident Evil. What do you want from me? It is, and it's not just one game like Earthbound. It's multiple oh, games. I love how you said that. Like it's, like it sounds like it's supposed to be a burn. <laughs> there is more than there are technically three mother games, but that's not what I'm. Never mind. Um, my thing this week. Is maybe the smallest thing I've brought in a while. Oh, okay. 
It is one tiny little detail in a little, you know, indie classic, uh, a lesser known game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, yeah, nobody knows what that game is. Nobody no, no, no it's not like everyone has played it. Um it's very underground. I have really here's the thing. I just beat the story of Pokémon Legends Arceus like a couple of days ago. I beat uh, it too. Literally that yeah. night that you messaged me, I beat it later that night. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Um I really like the ending, but we're not going to talk about that today. Um uh, but maybe we can talk after the episode. But um, uh, uh, and I'm I'm going to complete the Pokedex. I'm going to do all of that. Oh shit. yeah, me too, me too. 100%. I never want to in other games, but this game makes me want to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm very excited to do it. Um, but I'm not here to talk about uh, any of that shit. I'm not here to talk about the really fun like stealth and catching mechanics. I'm not here to talk about the story or the characters. I'm not here to talk about the fact that every time that you walk up to your Pokemon in a battle, they look at you, <laughs> which is adorable. Uh, I'm not here to talk about that. No, 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 no. What I am here to talk about is taking off your shoes. What? You can take your shoes off? Well, so... A very small detail that I didn't even notice for the first couple of hours into the game, and then I finally, like, noticed it, and it, like, blew my mind. So, uh, it is especially true in, uh, Japanese culture, in the, you know, it's, it's a little bit, like, I, I, I try to do my best to not just imply that any given culture is a monolith, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, there are, a, like, what what would you call Japanese culture? There's, like, fucking, like, you know, like, fucking the culture in, like, in Tokyo is going to be extremely different from the culture in, like, a rural area. For sure, for sure, for sure. But it's extremely common in Japan, to my knowledge, of that you are very much supposed to take off your shoes before you come into the house. Yes. And, frankly, that should be more common in America. Fucking Americans are just walking into their house with their shoes on, tracking mud into the house, and it's just like, yo, the fuck yeah. are you doing? Um, yeah, um, ever since I've moved to a place that snows, I'm like, I gotta take my shoes off for else I'm gonna yeah. get my carpet all wet. Yeah! You could get mold that way! Yeah. It's fucking, like, come on! Um, but, uh, it's, it's just like, you know, like, uh, uh, just a, a thing to do, not, like, like, uh, uh, and I, I'm just sort of, like, I'm projecting a little bit here, but I also, like, aside from just, like, not tracking shit into the house, it's also, like, kind of, like, a, a signifier of, like, okay, once you cross the threshold into this house, this is the place for, like, like, being able to, like, relax this is not the workspace you know Mm -hmm. and like like that might not be everybody's fucking relationship to it but that is that is kind of my like relationship to it at least Mm -hmm. for the fact that like i mean like i work from home so like what the fuck am i talking about i guess but like (laughs) like uh uh but like you know like it's just like a 
for me, right, like, I, I think a lot about, like, um, rituals. And by rituals, like, you know, you say that word and you imagine, like, a bunch of people fucking sitting around to sacrifice holding a knife and they're going to plunge it in and summon a demon or whatever. That's a bullshit. That doesn't happen. That doesn't fucking mm-hmm. happen. And also, um, that vision of a ritual, uh, uh, unfortunately comes from a lot of fucking anti-Semitic bullshit. But, um, uh, uh, but anyway, um, uh, uh, when I talk about rituals, what I mean is that, uh, the little things that you do, the, like, rules that you create to separate different parts of your life or to signify certain, like, certain things or emotional states or events. Mm-hmm. I can think of many rituals that I do already. For, uh, uh, do, do you mind sharing a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, This one's a little TMI, but usually when um me and Joe go to bed, they're, like, once we get, like, settled into the bed, I will do what I call bubbies, where I will sound, I will make a gremlin voice, and I will say, bubbies, and then I will just, like, um, like, wrap my entire body around him and, like, squeeze and try to get as comfortable as possible while trying to cuddle with him. And then every time I'm still uncomfortable, I'll make, like, a grunting noise, like, or bubbies. Um, oh, my God. I, <laughs> you are deciding to share this on the podcast, and I really appreciate you for this. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's amazing. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I, I, I um, uh, to, to talk about, like, like, my own sort of thing of, like, um, uh, one for me definitely is, um, uh, uh, and one of these days I just want to like make like a video essay about it or something, but like there is a very like the under, like the, the sort of like, I guess, Western white understanding of like facial hair makes it sound like, like women just don't grow facial hair ever. Mm-hmm. which is some fucking bullshit because mm-hmm. literally like all women do. Yeah. Yeah. Li- like literally like everybody is extremely capable of growing facial hair. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, especially like uh, in like non white influenced areas of the world, it is much more common to just see women walking around with facial hair and it's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is the reason why despite like being trans, I have absolutely no fucking intention of getting laser hair surgery, uh, laser hair removal rather on my face or uh, uh, mm-hmm. electro, electricity, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, hair be gone. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Um, and so for me, like even though I shave all the time, for me, shaving my face is a ritual. It is me, re like basically checking in with myself mm. um, about my gender and its relationship to like my life and the society that I live in and mm-hmm. my community and 
uh, the other intersections of my life, my race, my disabilities, all of that. It is a, it is the like time to sort of reflect on all of that with this like ritual of shaving my face. Hell yeah. Um, which, which is important to me. Um, your example is and... a lot cooler than my example. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but, uh, 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 I mean, I don't want to discount bubbies. Okay, no, I am going to say that me and Joe do have a real ritual, which is happy thoughts, which is every okay. every night before we go to bed, we ask what the other's happy thought is, which is literally just one positive thing or thought that happened in a day, just to try to, um, you know, not make every day blend together and try to individualize yeah. the days. It's it's really really nice because it helps you take stock of you know what you're grateful for if you do have a bad day and stuff that yeah. you usually overlook. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's fucking great. That's, that's just a fucking shit. one up, you Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, we're getting heated today. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, so for like, I think that it is like helpful to um to think about uh uh think about things you're doing as being like these little rituals and mm -hmm. what they do for you and like okay so we're getting i swear this is all leading up right pokemon this is all leading up to pokemon but um but before i get to that i want to say that i personally believe that magic does exist in a form, right? But yes, that yes, it's, yes. But that it is not what we, it, what Western pop culture imagines magic to be, is not. That's that's yeah, just no. fiction. That's just no. you know, ca casting fireball or levitating or whatever, like, like, or summoning whatever, like. Um, that's not what magic is to me. Yeah, no. What magic is to me is the, um, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but like, is the individual connections and threads that tie our lives together, tie the <sighs> things that we that do. You worded that so good. Because <laughs> like. Okay, I I recorded myself one time literally like for an hour trying to describe that magic is real and I couldn't word it right. All I could do was just list a bunch of examples, but you literally like put it into a sentence. It's like, <laughs> when you said magic is real, I'm like, yeah, it's like when I get out of the car and I see a red cardinal in the tree above me and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is the little things that connect you to your life, that connect you to reality, that connect you to each to other people, to your world, to the like systems and society that you live in. It is recognizing mm -hmm. though is recognizing those connections and participating in them and seeking them out and doing rituals to strengthen them. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, I believe that food, food is magic. 
Oh my god. Cheese? <laughs> like I'm a the, cheese wizard. Like the the act of preparing a meal for someone that you love is mm-hmm. casting a spell. Yes. Like, I truly is... believe that like food made with love, like it counts. It, it counts. It's for an ingredient. Sure. That's a fucking ingredient. Absolutely. Um and uh and like also cooking very much can and should be i think considered a ritual in the yes. in the way that like sure and we all do it let's not pretend just like throwing some food together cuz you need to eat mm-hmm. right and like we can't always we don't always have the mental capacity to put in that like mindfulness into everything that we're doing all the time yeah but that doesn't mean that doing it occasionally or setting aside time to um, to do that shit, to perform those rituals, to cook a meal that matters, to participate in love in all of its forms, to take those those connections and strengthen them and hold shit together, that taking that time is valuable even if you can't do it all the time. Yeah. And so, connecting this back to the thing. Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, when you take off your shoes, I think that we should be doing it with consideration. Because you have to think about, like, what what is the significance of taking off my shoes when I get into the house? What is the significance of that? And... It could be a very different thing for different people, right? Again, of, like, coming in after, you know, being at work or going grocery shopping, which can be very stressful, or, you know, doing errands or whatever. Taking off your shoes is a significant... is is significant because it is part of changing your mindset from the outside world to your personal space. Yeah. Can I tell you what what my what my headspace is when I take yes, my shoes off? Absolutely. I think I found good wording for it. When I take my shoes off when I get home, I am, you know, telling myself the adventure of the day is over. Now it is time for reflection and yes. like decompressing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and like Connecting this to Pokemon, when you walk into a house in Legends Arceus, there's a landing area, and then there's a step that takes you into the living space. Mm -hmm. And when you cross the threshold from the landing area into the living space, your shoes disappear. Really? Wow, I never noticed that. Yeah. You take off your shoes when you enter people your into into enter houses. That's um, so cool. It's very cool. And then they pop back on when you when you leave. Uh mm-hmm. and uh my roommate like was like, Wow, they just they just pop in and out of existence. And I was like, Do you really want a long animation of your character taking off and putting back on their shoes? Yeah, oh my god. god. Yeah. <laughs> um so I'm I'm actually really happy with the way they did it, personally. Yeah. Um and so, for me, the, what does that mean as a ritual? What does that mean 
as a thing, as a bit of world building, you know, because, like, obviously it's, like, to a certain extent, it could just be considered to be a, like, cultural reference point. Mm-hmm. But I want to take it one step further, maybe even two steps, because in the, in Legends Arceus, in the Hisui region, the world is scary to the people living in Jubilee Village. The world is terrifying. Yeah. Pokemon are terrifying. And, you know, like your whole job is to is to make people less scared of Pokemon, which I think is like a really like that's a that's a great goal in a in a in a game. Like I, I love know, that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, usually yeah. every other game it's like, yeah, Pokemon are out there, have fun. Yeah. And in this one yeah. it's like, yo, what the fuck is that dog? Yeah, like like it makes you like think about Pokemon in a way that like other Pokemon games just fucking don't. Like yeah. I love it for that. Um, yeah. But uh but very much the outside world is frightening, but it is also building safety, right? Mhm. And um and is all about work and building up like a community and being able to grow and, you know, have a happy and fulfilling life. And to be able to coexist with Pokemon. And... Who don't wear shoes! Who don't wear shoes. Uh, but to me, right, even though Jubilee Village is a safe space, like, nothing really bad ever happens in Jubilee Village. You know, one or two small spoilers, you know, uh, notwithstanding. But those are more emotional things, not Mm -hmm. physical danger. Um, And, like, so coming into Jubilee Village, it is the safety from the terrifying world outside. And I think the greatest significance of that is if you are constantly on edge, if you are constantly worried that you might be under attack or that your way of life is being threatened or that you could be in physical danger, you're not going to take off your shoes because you need those. You need those to protect your feet. You need those to run. You need those Mm to... um, have the best chance at survival so being able to take off your shoes at the end of the day when you come into your own space in this community in this town that you're building that you personally are putting in the effort to make sure is able to survive and thrive and grow being able to take off your shoes when you get inside is the significance that it is safe. Yeah. And that the world is becoming more safe and happy and 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 uh and ready for you. Yeah. And so taking off your shoes when you get inside is about having a home. I'm putting in a TED Talk audience clapping.
glad you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of it. I, I think I kind of... I love that. I love yeah. that a lot. It, it is a very small thing, but also I love that you, you know, put a, a very big significance to that. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know what the fucking game developers thought behind that. Like, it could have just been right. a cultural theme. But I like how, you know, you put meaning to it. It reminds me of how fucking, how much I put meaning into the, um, the bicycle, um, statement. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but yeah, that, that is, awesome. that is my thing, that is my thing. Uh, uh, Amy, what is your thing? Um, so, I think we did perfect things, because mine oh, is sort of the opposite, but also, Ooh. like, in a good thing. So, you know, you just got done with your adventure. You're taking your shoes off and relaxing. Um, mine, uh-uh. Keep your <laughs> shoes on, bud. You're about to go on an adventure. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Are, um, oh, sorry. Are you talking about the running shoes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, today I'm going to be talking about um, the... I gotta find good wording. I haven't thought about my wording yet for this. Uh huh. I'm gonna be talking about the call to adventure and the um, wonderful, um, colorful emotions of Spirited Away. Oh, okay. I can't believe that this is the first time we're talking about Spirited Away. I can't believe it either, because guess what, Jupiter? I forgot this, apparently, but that is my all-time favorite movie. Really? You've yeah. never mentioned that. You have never mentioned that even once. I know, and it's because I forgot that it was my favorite movie until I rewatched oh, it again yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, this is my such favorite. A fucking good movie. It's such a fucking good movie. Yes. I think, honestly... I think my favorite movie of all time is probably My Neighbor Totoro, but I just have uh, uh, a, a a slightly bigger emotional connection to that story. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's why Spirited Away is. I mean, not only is it fucking the best movie ever, but also like it was literally one of the first movies I watched as a child that made me be like, oh, I want to make movies when sure, I grow up. Sure. Yeah. But, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Spirited Away, for the non-movies, moviers. For, for the out, non, for the, hmm. For the non-animamers. Nah, mm. um, uh, Spirited okay. Away is an animated movie um, by Studio Ghibli um, that is essentially a 10-year-old girl named Chihiro um, gets uh, whisked away into basically the spirit world um and has to figure you out might, a way you to... might say you might say that spirit she was it away. exactly thank you um yeah she was spirited away into the spirit world and she has to figure out a way how to you know save her parents spoiler alert her parents turn into pigs in the first 10 minutes of the movie so yeah it's kind of important, so I'm just gonna yeah, if, you know lay it out there. If you're interested in seeing a movie where the parents don't turn into pigs, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so sorry. It's not for that. you. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, it does the dog die.com. Great resource. Good resource. 
do the parents turn into pigs.com? <laughs> a little less. A little less. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Spirited Away is a fucking beautiful, astonishingly amazing movie. Like, thousands of things to talk about what is so good about that movie. But I was rewatching it yesterday for my birthday. Um, I have not watched that movie in years, I realized, because I'm pretty sure the last time I watched it, I was not in a good headspace, so I was like, wow, I feel nothing during this movie. Maybe it's not my favorite after all. And then I rewatched it yesterday, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a good movie. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I noticed and what I want to talk about is two things. One, what I said was, like, the, you know, um, call to adventure, which is to say that Chihiro, the main character, does not, 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 not want to do this call to adventure. From the very beginning of the movie, like, her parents find a cool, you know, cave, and she's like, fuck no, 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 you don't just go into a cave, guys, that's fucking weird, stop it. And then, you know, they keep on going forward, and they're like, hey, there's food, let's eat it, and they're like, she's like, no, hello, you don't just eat food that you find in the middle of a street. You fucking weirdos, stop it. And yeah. then, um, you know, her parents turn into pigs and she's like, what the fuck? Let me get out of here. And the universe is like, hey, there's water here, idiot. You're see-through, asshole. Bitch. <laughs> you have to work now, 10-year-old. God, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I noticed that... From, like, watching the movie, like, you know, Chihiro is super against going through everything that happens, but she doesn't, like, vehemently, is, is that how you say it? Vehemently? 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 I don't know. It's one of the two. Um, she doesn't fight against it. Like, she certainly rejects it, but she doesn't fight against it. She's just, she has to go against the tie. Literally, she is yeah. pushed towards adventure, and the best, like, signifier of that is the scene where, you know... She is on the side of a bathhouse building, and she has to go down a giant oh, God, set of stairs. Yeah, yeah that and, whole last scene. Oh, my God. Yes. And it is terrifying because underneath these stairs is nothing. Miles below of death. Um, And yeah. so she is terrified. She can feel the wind. And she, you know, sits on the stairs and tries to go down, like, one tiny step at a time until, you know... A fucking wooden step breaks and she has to run down the entire one. Um, and while I was watching this and I noticed that, like, you know, everybody in the spirit world, even her parents, they're like, you know, they're mean. They're mean to her. Not to say that there isn't kindness in the movie because there is, like, but it's also the kindness that comes from people um, in this movie are... I guess, significant and also, like, from people that, I guess, sort of get to know Chihiro. Like, almost everybody who interacts with her the very first time they interact with her, they're mean to her. Um, or, I guess, distrustful, at, at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm saying all this to say that, holy shit, Spirit Away reminds me so much of being having to start out as a young adult into the workforce. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Like, so many, so I noticed so many parallels of, like, you know, she, obviously, like, this is her first, she literally has to do a job, but also it's, like, you, when, especially, you know, in our generation, in our day or, day of age, like, there are very, you know, rare circumstances where you don't have to work, and it, it is, you know, it's something that you can try to avoid, but ultimately, you have to do it. You yeah. have to go down that staircase one way or the other, or else you are going to be turned into a pig or go see-through or fall, like, fall down the stairs. You have to do it, and, you yeah, know... that, that, like, that, like, you, do, you don't get full control of your life. Exactly, you you yeah. exactly. Yeah, Chihiro does not have full control of her situation, and neither do we. Like, you, yeah. you know... You will have people helping you. You will have people guiding you, and you will have good coworkers and um, shitty bosses. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's you know that's sort of the second step of my very long winded conversation of like myself and I guess analyzation of this movie, which is the next step of like, Chihiro fucking suffers and experiences the emotions she i love chihiro so much because you know she is so emotional and she expresses those emotions like the moment that she realizes that she is not like about to be killed and can like express herself she literally falls on the ground and starts crying um and that, you know, that keeps on repeating throughout the very beginning of the movie because she's scared. And, like, th that night, the very first night she's working, she doesn't sleep. She shakes the whole time. And the moment that, um, the next moment that she's able to, you know, escape for a second to um, be with Haku. I I'm sort of, like, spoiling parts of the movie. This is more for people who have seen the movie. I'm sorry. Just fucking watch it. I don't give a shit. Um <laughs> It, like the moment with Haku where he's saying like this is what this is your name like do you remember that you lost your name and she starts bawling and like it's I feel that it's it's pretty rare that you get to see a main character who's going through a call to adventure actually react to everything that has happened because usually through movies because it's action 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 you know they hardly ever have a time to react to what's happening but Chihiro gets plenty of instances in which she's allowed to react to things. Um, and I love that because it makes it so much more realistic and relatable. Um, and it's not even just like the moments where she's crying. It's also the moments where she's just like looking out and staring, which she actually tends to do a lot um, in like the moments of self-reflection. And I know that like a lot of people have already talked about this in Studio Ghibli movies specifically saying how like, it's like some specific word of like how Hayao Miyazaki like makes sure to talk about um I guess the the space of silence which is like instances where something isn't necessarily happening but you're reflecting um yeah. and that's that's I guess that's part of what I'm talking about but also like th I remember there was a part also where Chihiro is like looking out um she's like walking up the stairs um and she, like, looks out and sees, like, where her parents are. And it just made me think of, like, yeah, wow, this is how I feel sometimes when I look out and think about, oh, yeah, my childhood's over. Like, yeah, or I'm not home anymore. Like, I have a new home. Like, 
Um, and it's like, I re- I loved Chihiro as a kid when I was watching this movie because I too was a spoiled brat who loved fantasy. But now as an adult, I'm like watching this. Like, I think, sorry, let me, let me start over. As a kid, I loved Chihiro because I was Chihiro. As a teenager, I loved the movie, but didn't necessarily love Chihiro because I thought she was, you know, spoiled and needed to learn, like, a lesson. But as an adult, I, you know, heavily empathize with Chihiro. And I'm like, you shouldn't have had to go through that. And, you know, you became a better person and you had a wonderful adventure, but also you certainly got traumatized. And wow, do I relate to that? Yeah, Chihiro, Chihiro is uh, uh, definitely needs to go into therapy, but also she needs to somehow make it sound in such a way that she doesn't get. <laughs> so like, I went all, I went to a new place, and so my, my parents, parents ate into, a lot, and they got they went to pigs. jail. They don't, um, and so I had to bail them out, and sure, so I had sure. to like get a job. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, okay, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm just imagining the reality where she just like goes full honesty and is like, "Yeah, my parents got turned into pigs, but they don't remember." Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the movie, uh, one of the things about Jihiro and her family is that they are moving into a new house. They yeah. moved away from where Jihiro. Uh, considered her life to be and moved towards something unknown and new. Yeah. And uh, there, as a kid, the ending always kind of confused me because they, they exit the tunnel that they entered at the beginning of the movie. Chihiro's parents don't remember a goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they arrive to see that what at the beginning of the movie looked like a pristine tunnel with a well taken care of statue in front of it is all mossed over and um, and uh, uh, is in ill repair and is just busted. And their car is covered in vines. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I wanted to go all literal with it and be like, they talked about how they ha- had movers that were waiting at the house. Their house is probably, like, their house and all of their stuff is probably gone. Like, they, <laughs> like, they're probably presumed dead. Like, this is, like, this is an unresolved ending and it kind of sucks, even though I loved <laughs> the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but as an adult, I'm just like, well, wait a fucking second. That's, I don't think that that's the goddamn point. Like, no. it's, it's, it was always old. It was always mossed over. It was always in the past. And it, taking the ending on a more metaphorical level, that the car being covered in vines, the area being old and mossed over is more, in my mind, having not seen the movie in a long time, 
mm-hmm. in my mind, is more about this idea of being stuck in the past, mm. of being, like, of holding on too hard to what you have lost, because inevitably yeah. we always will be losing stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, I really like that, actually, because, like, it... And from, I guess, Chihiro's sort of standpoint, it's like Chihiro is afraid to move at the beginning of the movie. She's afraid of being a brave person. She doesn't want to. She wants to stay comfortable. She wants to stay with her old friends. And (coughs) essentially, she is in this spirit land um, until she can become a person who isn't afraid to take on a new place and yeah. a new situation. Um, and, you know, when she's finally ready to leave this, you know, old personality of hers that doesn't suit her anymore, then, you know, it's, it's yeah. mossy. And, and, like, we can even go, like, a step further talking about the fact that she loses her name when she yeah. comes into the spirit world, that that sense of like losing yourself, your sense of identity, feeling yeah. that feeling that you are the world that you live in, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling that you are your friends, you are this group that you have, you are your school, and then gaining her name back from that point on in the movie. She is much more self-assured, much more in control of the situation because she understands, at least for the time being, she understands who she is now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, in regards to the, like, comparing it to the workforce, like, there are many times if you're at a job, you lose sight of, you know... You can lose sight of yourself and your passions and your individualism because, you know, you have to work to yeah. survive at times. Yeah. And um, you, you know, you the customer is always right. You have to, you know, swallow what you actually want to say and react to, um, even to a complete jerk or asshole. And that sort of leads me to the, the final point I want to make about um, Chihiro, which is she is so kind she is so kind throughout the whole movie um you know at first you think in the car that she's a brat but she's not she's she's sad she's allowed to be emotional and she's Mm -hmm. right to not want to you know go into a weird tunnel or eat eat random food like she's right for that not to say that she isn't flawed at all because she's definitely like afraid and you know doesn't like doesn't want to is insecure about herself doesn't feel confident but also like throughout the movie it doesn't matter if someone has been mean to her she still regards them with respect and kindness um like the biggest example being the big baby who says play with me or i'll break your arm and then the baby turns into a little rat and then she's like okay i'll protect you because you're a baby um yeah and, and like a- and like like even to the even to the woman who is is actively imprisoning her she's just mm-hmm. like 
Well, I'm not going to take your baby away from you. I'm, I'm yeah. going to make sure this baby is okay so that the baby can come back to you. And like, Yeah, and then even like, at the end of the movie, she literally hugs you, Baba. She's yes. like, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, like, I also want to, like, a- another thing, like, uh, uh, about the, like, ending. Because, like, again, that ending, like, always, like, confused me as a kid. But, again, we don't actually get indication that time has passed. We... I mean, you could make the argument that it has, but it would have to accept that at the beginning of the movie, what they saw was completely real. Mm-hmm. Rather, it was meant to be enticing, so it looked enticing. Yeah. Yeah, that would make uh, a lot more sense for, like, the walls and stuff of the building. Yeah. But also, I don't know, but also, like... Uh, like, I if, if there was a... If, if the ending was trying to make a point that time had passed, the characters would have said that time had passed. They would have, like... There would have been, like, a radio broadcast or something to indicate that time had passed. I think that if time did pass, like, in the movie, I think, it like, it was only a few days. Yeah, only a few days, yeah. I think I think that is, like, actually probably true. Um, uh, and... But there's also a, a very real possibility that it was a couple hours. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you that... know, time's weird as hell when you go to different dimensions. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, I don't know. Like, I just taking this movie as the at the reading of this is about Chihiro understanding who she is as a human being. That this is really. A coming of age story with extra steps. Um, yeah, is like I think puts a much nicer bow on the movie than trying to take it as literal events. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this this is literally sort of a I want to say like um fucking it's a wonderful life sort of scenario. Like sure, it's sort yeah, of like yeah, the yeah. universe being like. Hey Chihiro, we're gonna put you in the situations in in the best situation we think that would be, mm-hmm. of course, uh, in regards to having fucking crazy ass cool anime fantasy, um, that will help you change yourself and grow. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think it's like uh, there. I think there's like something really interesting to, to the point that her parents don't change; they don't grow. Yeah, yeah, and and I love that because the fact is. Um, if you're a kid and you have, you know, not that, I mean, not that to say her parents weren't great, but they're not that great. They did some pretty shitty things. Um, and the thing is, you can't change your parents. Like, you can only change yourself and you can't change your situation. You can only change your perspective on a situation. Exactly. That who Chihiro is, much like I said earlier, she isn't her her past group of friends. She isn't her pa- her old school. She isn't her parents. Yeah, and I think that you know that's perfectly illustrated by they literally mirror the entire beginning and end of the movie, except the yeah. only thing different is Chihiro, which is literally yeah. like she's still moving to a new place and going to a new school, but now she says, "I think I can handle it," and I love that so much. Yes. Absolutely. Um, um, such a fucking good movie. Such God. a fucking good movie. Uh, and also, 
I did not have that read of the movie until we started talking about it this episode. <laughs> so thank you for me that. Me either. Yeah, me either. I honestly haven't analyzed the movie. I always just watched it as a comfort movie for the literal story that it was. I don't think I ever actually analyzed it and thought about, well, you know, what does this actually mean? And I think that, you know, the the moral of the story for this one is you define your experiences like you are you are the one who decides that if you take your shoes off you are safe like you are telling yourself that you are creating that mental mindset um and your situation you could be in a dangerous situation but if you convince yourself that if you take off your shoes you're safe you will be safe like you can and the same for you know like chihiro like she was in the exact same situation, but she changed her mindset. She realized, like, no, I can do this. And yeah. I love and, that. And I, and I don't want to, like, spin this into, like, a, a whole, like, oh, the power of positive thoughts. No, thing. because also look what both both of our things had to go through to yeah. create those spaces, to change yeah. themselves. Like, there's exactly. no way that Shahiro could have just sat in that car for an hour and decided that she was, you know, totally confident and ready to take on a new school. No, she had yeah. to go through those experiences of literally having to I'm going to I'm going to bring up another thing that I love about this movie is that Chihiro has she is forced to speak for herself in this movie. Yes. She yes. is told you have to yell at Yubaba to get a job. You can't you can't just be meek and ask. You have to yell. You have to be annoying. And she didn't want to be that, but she had to. And that's what helped her be more confident. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I spin a moral? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the moral of this one is that the world shapes you, but in turn, you shape the world. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. The world can be cruel, but you can be kind to the world and it can be kind back. Yeah, Um, exactly. I love that. This was a really, really nice episode. Last episode we recorded was so fucking hilarious, but this one like (laughs) brought back like kind of like OG, like super analytical, emotional um, enchanting aspects and I love it. I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. This one was I did, great. too. It was yeah. awesome. Um, thank you so much for listening to Enchanting Aspects. We are a part of Mushroom Station. You can be a part of Mushroom Station's Patreon by going to mushroomstation.net. You can join our Discord by going to our mushroomstation.net and clicking on the Discord link. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter at MushroomPod or... Uh, specifically for Enchanting Aspects, we have Enchanting Pod. Um, you can tell your friends about us because we love attention and your friends can give us attention. Yes. That's it. I'm going to go watch the last half hour of um, fucking Spirited Away now with my boyfriend. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell love yeah yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Bye. 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 Hey everybody.
everybody, uh, welcome to episode 4 of Mick Shitties. Today we've got Geodude and the Big Baby from Spirited Away. And looks like we got uh, 106 called, which means we're going into segment 106, which... Uh, let me check the... Yeah, so 106 actually means we immediately end the podcast. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, see you next week.